This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Welcome to I Will Watch Anything Once. I'm your host, Mark David Christensen. Hello, listeners. For those that are a fan of the podcast and also like virtual reality, we have my very first live event coming up on January 31st. Instead of a stage somewhere in a theater and watching a movie, we're actually doing a show on January 31st in virtual reality. That's right. We're taking I Will Watch Anything Once into the virtual world. I'm teaming up with Jash, the comedy community online, to bring this podcast to you on in virtual reality. So, if you like virtual reality and you want to enjoy the podcast live, you'll want to tune in um, in virtual reality on Alt Space VR. To get to the event through VR, um, the website is www.altvr.com slash IWWAO. And that's going to be on January 31st at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we'll be watching the film The Lawnmower Man, which is also a very iconic movie about virtual reality. Um, so you want to tune in with that with my great guests, Will Hines from UCB and Mary Holland from UCB and Blunt Talk and many more other great credits for both of them. So definitely, if you're a big fan of virtual reality and you would like to enjoy the podcast in a live format, please tune in on January 31st at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Again, it's through Alts, Bass, VR, and Jash that will be bringing you that great live show at www.altvr.com slash IWWAO. Before we get to this great episode, I just want to say that I am very proud this past weekend to be an American and to be surrounded by such amazing people um, and women that got out on Saturday and marched with the Women's March. It's incredible how many people actually got out to be present and be a, a, a beautiful voice against um, the the possibility of what uh, Donald Trump and his cabinet is going to do to our country for the next four years. Um, I'm someone that believes he's not my president because I don't believe we should have even elected a man with such terrible views, just on a simple level of um, making fun of a disabled person or somebody that is just different from you. That can awaken hatred and a could be the seed of hatred and can grow. But I'm I'm proud to know so many people that got out and marched on this past Saturday and voiced against that, that we are wanting to go forward and um, keep America great. It's always been moving forward progressively. Um, 
I don't know. Um, I'm just really proud of that. I'm proud. I unfortunately wasn't able to make it to the march. I really do regret it. I regret it in the sense that I just had an obligation that I had to go to, but my heart was there with everybody. Um, I think we have to keep pushing for this. I hope this is not the last. It should be one of a hundred marches, a thousand marches, a million marches against this lying cabinet that we have currently in place. Um, Very sad that there's such petty liars just about the numbers at the inauguration that says a lot for them but that you know there's just such the 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 um the future is female and we need to empower um men um out there you should be speaking up against other men that speak um against the the, the path of progression the path of equality if you're a christian out there you should be speaking up against christians that do not see a path of progression, a path of equality for all. That is the that is a great world. That is a great America that we want to live in, and we're on a path there if we just fight for it. Um, that's it. I'm just I'm happy that so many people got out there and voiced it. <laughs> I'm just reiterating the same thing, but I it it tickles me to much delight. It's very inspiring because I think there's some rough challenges ahead of us. But you know what? Let's, um, on, on that note, um, you know, it was a day to celebrate, um, a march that celebrated the women in our lives. Um, and I have a great guest who, who is a woman who's a very funny comedian, um, a great writer out in the world. I'm lucky that I get to coach her in improv because she makes me laugh um, every time I get to coach her or watch her perform. Um, and she's a great guest. And on this week's podcast, Caitlin Hempstead. All right, I'm here with Caitlin Hempstead. Did I say that right? Yeah, you nailed it. Great. Uh, <laughs> I'm always sometimes worried about names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you for asking me, even though I'm white and my name is uh, traditional. <laughs> To our think, culture. But maybe, maybe the Hempstead would have been pronounced a different Hempstead. That's fair. People do maybe. say Hempstead a lot. that would be two E's. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm here. Great. <laughs> we spent the night watching the movie uh, Tu Wong Fu. Thank you for everything, Mm-mm. Julie New. Is that thanks like, for everything? Oh, I'm going to call you out on every single mistake. <laughs> this movie is precious gold, and you will respect it. I'm trying to. <laughs> All right, to Wong Fu. Thanks, thanks for, for everything, everything, Julie Newmar. A crazy title. Insane. It's an insane title for a pretty uh, insane movie. But we'll talk. We'll get to that. Um, but before we jump in um, to just getting straight into the movie, for those out there that um, have possibly never seen this movie or just need a refresher on what it was about, um, because this is my first time viewing it before you've seen it prior, um, give us a little like a quick synopsis of what this movie is. With great joy. <laughs> Three gorgeous New York City drag queens. One named Miss Vita Boem, one named Miss Noxima Jackson, and of course one named Miss Chichi Rodriguez uh, are at a competition for uh, Miss New York. Um, 
Vita and Noxie win, uh, and their prize is two plane tickets to Hollywood, California, to compete in a national drag competition. But um, poor Miss Chi-Chi is so downtrodden. She's had such a hard life. And Miss Noxie, Miss Vita decide, let's take her with us. So instead of flying, they buy a car and they drive across, across country and all kinds of wacky adventures ensue. That's including changing the lives of everyone in one small town. Uh, Snydersville. Snydersville. Spidersville. Spidersville. Snydersville. Snydersville. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, great. And then my second question for you, or my first question for you immediately after that synopsis is, um, why did you want me to see this movie? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, because everyone should see this movie because it'll change your life. Um, but mostly because I'm very attached to this movie. Um, I, you know how some little kids are like with Disney movies, like the movie will end and they'll be like, can we watch it again? Yeah. I first saw this movie when I was probably eight. What year did it come out? It came out in 95. Yeah, so I I think we rented it. I think my parents like knew about it, but we're like, she's not quite old enough. And then when right. I was seven or eight, I was old enough to see this film. Um, and I would ask to watch it again and again. We would rent it probably every single month from Blockbuster. I think we were the only people that did. Uh, and my family would gather together on the couch and watch this movie. So I've probably seen it 20 times. Um, and then every few years I revisit it and rewatch it. And I think it's just such a wonderful, joyful film. This is my, like, like some kids watch Beauty and the Beast over and over. This is my, this is your Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. This is my Mulan. (laughs) And Patrick Swayze plays both parts. (laughs) Whoa. Makes you think. Blow my mind. Yeah. So jumping right in, I think that's the first notable thing. Is that you have two at the time big stars mm-hmm. doing drag in like a major masculine, motion? Like masculine, like actiony yeah, stars. Like you have Wesley Snipes, who is known as mostly an action hero, mm-hmm. or like uh, just an African American actor for like Spike Lee and stuff. And oh, she didn't up. know he did Spike I, Lee stuff. I think he did. I okay. could be wrong, uh, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's in a couple of his movies. Yeah. Um, and then you have Patrick Swayze, who's like Roadhouse, yeah, Dirty like Dancing, manly man, like, yeah. yeah. Um, like knows how to use his body in a sensual fashion because of Dirty Dancing, but not like a, he's like a manly dude. Yes, very manly. Yeah. That's what he was known. So yeah, I guess and John Leguizamo, who's sort of like, I feel like John Leguizamo has been around forever, but he's never like. Like he's known, yeah. Like, but he's never like, yeah. I'm always like, oh, it's John Leguizamo. Yeah, like he never blew up in the sense of like that status. But he's also, but he's like only like a slight tear down from being because he's working all the time, right? And he's in so much stuff. Totally, but you nobody like goes to the theaters to see like the newest John Leguizamo movie. Yeah. Well, someone I might. I bet there's people. I think he's like Gary Oldman, like. Eight years ago, before people were like, "Oh, Gary Oldman," there you and go. he was just like in everything. And but I think I think John Leguizamo is more prolific than Gary Oldman. If we had to put their resumes next to each other, I would buy that. Like I think Gary Oldman's like more of like oh, a very picky, refined. Like, yes, like he John does Lin- crazy parts, but it'll be like very interesting, weird. Yeah, like, where John Leguizamo is like just all over the place. <laughs> yeah. He's doing interesting parts. That are, oh yeah, but I think he takes maybe more of a. He's some might be off target more. Yeah. Because he was in Spawn as the clown. 
great, great <laughs> reverence. And it's a, yeah. and it's, and it's a, that's a rough movie, but and it makes sense he, why he's it. Yeah, but, but even he in 1995, I think, would have probably shocked people by playing a drag queen for who sure. is in drag the entire movie, right? Like never out of it. Yeah, the, I mean, the only moment we ever see Patrick out of it is at the beginning, right yeah, before he, he puts drag on. Yeah, he gets out of the shower. And Wesley Snipes, we never see out of it. No, we don't, we don't see any of them out. No, of it. and there's no like for come. One of the things I love about this movie is, I mean, there's one moment where Patrick Swayze sort of has to like butch out, but like there's no moments where it's like, oh, we got to like take off our drag and try to act like a man. Like that never happens. Yep. There's no like they rip their wigs off and beat somebody. It's just like this is who they are. This is who they choose to be the entire movie. Yes, that is. I think that's what's great about it immediately is like how for a 90s movie is very progressive in that way. Yeah, it is not perfect. <laughs> it's not perfect, but but like I, I mean, but but it is being pretty like it's trying its best for what it's at the, at the time of of like what era it was. Yeah, in. I think so. And I don't I don't think you could have sold a movie and had any kind of budget at this time and been like, here are three actual drag queens. I think you had to no. be like, here's the novelty of putting three known to be straight, like masculine actors in drag. Yeah, that had to be a selling point. Yeah, I think like to tell this story, they had to do that. A hundred percent. I think you're a hundred percent right on that. And then it's just, then they just were like, great. And then you can tell, I think the problems with it are mainly just that the problems of trying to keep it safe. Oh, interesting. Like, that's my thing is like, you're right. They never show a moment where they have to like, the humor is like them trying to be masculine. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, is this story is so surrounded by fluff and doesn't really, it never goes into that trans America like place where Felicity, sure. where, you know that movie? Yeah, oh yeah, I love Felicity, trans Felicity, Yeah, Huffman. Um, Again, a trans person played by a cisgender. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, and these, this they aren't yes. trans, they're drag queens, but, right. you know, another cisgender actor playing yeah, exactly. someone who is not. Um, which is very, a big thing right now, because I got, like, this is, I didn't get called out, somebody brought it to my attention. I've been talking a lot about how I loved Moonlight this year, mm-hmm. or this past year, and... I was told like, oh, I want to bring attention to that as me as a gay actor. Like, there's no gay. None of those people are actually homosexual. Oh, I didn't know. None of those actors. That are. that I'm aware of. what I was mm-hmm. told, and I was like, interesting. I, and I think it's very interesting. But I'm also like, how am I supposed to know? Yeah. Right. That's and I'm I, like, I, I don't I, want such... my directors like being like, like yes, I of course want there to be roles for gay actors, but it's also like. It's a hard line to walk. It's hard for a director to be like, so that was a great audition. You gay? You know, like, and yeah. maybe that should be happening. I would need a gay person. I don't know. That's the thing is I would have to engage. Yeah. Like that, that's a, it's a conversation that made me get my, maybe just think more about that. I like, how yeah. am I supposed to know? How do I, how do you approach that? Like, yeah. and is it really off? Are, are we, are we off? Like, what are the lines then? Right. I need to educate myself more like, about that because I don't know. Are we are we going to go towards that area? Like, as as a straight actor, am I not going to ever be able to, like, play a gay character? Do I need to be that sensitive? I don't know. And I'm yeah. just saying I would like to know. Yeah. But, right, but I also don't want to run to somebody from that community and be like, explain it to me. No, like, what am I, I allowed to do, you know? Yeah, yes, 100%. Yeah. But that's what's interesting is with this – 
And I, I, I have, I'll flat out say I don't, I don't know all of the degrees of like, of uh, different that gender, like, hmm. like, like. Well, there's such a funny moment in the movie where uh, Wesley Snipes it, as Noxima is like when a straight man puts on a dress to get his sexual kicks, he is a transvestite. Right. When a, a man is trapped in, or a, when a woman is trapped in a man's body, that's a transsexual. transsexual. And then when a, a gay man is just too fabulous for one gender, he's a drag queen. Yeah. So and I, which ha- I don't think is... I don't think that's. I, I was like, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, I or don't that, think it's the way that people would say it now, certainly. Right. But maybe at the time, that's how a drag queen would have described it. <laughs> don't know. We're, we are like the two wrong oh, people God. that'll be like trying to discuss. We're all gonna have to pussyfoot around this a lot. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you and I review Moonlight right now? <laughs> yeah, let's just do that and talk. Uh, and then again, we will have to talk about things that we both aren't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're the right people for the job. But. I don't know. But I mean, but that's why these movies should be made anyways, because they should be like, I'm all for the idea that um, this is a total different, like maybe left turn into something else. But I'm all for the idea that we should have like um, movies and things that you like relate to, like identify with those characters. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, and this is easier for me to say because I'm a white male. Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch more stuff that I personally identify with. Sure. I don't. I, I also watch. don't want to watch more stuff that you identify with. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I want I want to watch stuff that like like this where I'm like, I don't know what that's like. Yeah. So I'll watch a story about them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Totally. That's what I'm more interested in in my life at this point is like, I don't need to watch I don't even know what those movies are other than action movies. <laughs> like white white guy movies. Yeah, white guy movies. I'm like, Manchester what? by the Sea, dog. I haven't seen it. Okay, <laughs> certainly won't. It's not La, the La one. La I'm, Land. I La mean, La Land. I haven't seen. Yeah, and it, I'll be honest. It's just because when I see like what I see it is that I'm like, uh, and I just don't like people struggling in Hollywood. Is is very yeah, is why? very hard for me why to watch. Of God, what I want to. I'm like I already have to do it. I have to live that. I don't yeah. need to watch. The struggle and like and be weirdly romanticized and like yeah. given a like a, a, a fantastical twist because I'm just like then it's just gonna remind me more of how shitty, shitty my life is in comparison. <laughs> yes, that there are people out there that are like, oh yes, this is the life of a struggling actor, and it's like, well, she's wearing a six hundred dollar dress and they're dancing down an empty freeway. So nah. <laughs> Did you see it? No, and I don't want to. I, and I don't think I will. And that's probably all. Watch it. I yeah I. I have like a weird resistance to seeing it. I do I too. Just, I feel like so many people have been like, it's so amazing. Like it'll really touch you. And I'm just been like, I just, it, I, I don't want it. Maybe uh, I will like it, but I don't want to see I it. I know. That's how I'm, me and you are very alike in that way. Cause I've been very resistant and I'm yeah. just like, mm, I've looked at my screen or from SAG and I'm like, mm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll oh, watch it so SAG, I can vote. Huh? <laughs> hey, it doesn't change anything. <laughs> Yeah, I wish it did. I wish SAG meant that I was working every day. Yeah. Oh, you're in the union? We'll guarantee you work every day as an actor. That would be insane. (laughs) There would be no more actors in Hollywood. There would be 14 actors. It would be the best. Yeah. I'd love it. It'd be a dream. Um, But back to the movie. Went off a real uh, trail there. Of shitting on movies. But that's fine. I make this podcast always about my struggle. (laughs) Uh, But... (laughs) 
Um, but with back back into like, I, I just think there, there's there's definitely t- different degrees of transgender and everything that I'm not fully aware. So I like we might pussyfoot around, but I just want to be like we're open to it. I yeah. like I'm open to it. It's not it's not that I uh, my ignorance is not of not wanting to know or right. like scared to know. It's just well, I just want to flat out say I don't really know. I mean right. I have. Yeah friends that are transgender but it's like i don't know what you know what i mean yeah and i mean there's a certain amount of like it's our obligation to like you know educate ourselves and know enough to not be douchebags about it but yeah then i think there's a degree everybody has their line of just like pass that i don't know yeah why not and i've seen a lot of drag queen movies because that is the subculture i find very interesting and chill i think it's a huge it's grown it has like huge fans yeah i mean rupaul's drag race exists rupaul is in this movie by the way yeah she has that cameo at the very port and i missed her name because i was like why is she why is that black drag queen in a confederate flag (laughs) it's because her name is rachel tension (laughs) rachel tension Woo! what a pun what a pun. Oh, yeah. To kick off this movie. And that pun yeah. sort of sets the tone for the rest of this movie. Yes, it does. And, I, and that's the thing, I think. It's like, I think they're dealing with great issues in this, but yeah. then they put in, it's, it's surrounded by fluff. Fluff to keep, I think, a general audience at the time in their seats. I'm not sure I agree. There's a part of me that thinks that's why. But yeah, go ahead. That definitely, the cartoonishness of it, of it. Okay, I think the parts to keep the audience in their seats, maybe that is it. But I have always seen the cartoonishness as just sort of like, this is this imagined technicolor world where everything's kind of silly and everything's kind of heightened and all uh-huh. the characters are like really evil or really good and you get exactly the resolution you want in every single plot line. And I think that that came before... Like, how are we going to keep people in their seats? Okay. I think... I, th- I Okay, maybe I wrote this wrong. What I think is, in order to get this, this to me is like, this is very touchy, but to convince an audience that it's going to be okay to watch a movie about drag queens, we chose that world to put them in. Hmm. That fluffy world. Hmm. Where even the villains, even the villains are going to be cartoonish. Even the issues were going to be sort of broadly touching on is going to be sort of in this glossy world. So like we're the dogs and the pill is like racial and gender issues and the peanut butter is like there's a dance sequence. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Um, And that's fine. I'm saying that's fine. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really arguing against that. I'm just saying I think now like we briefly had said that like this movie would never you said like this movie couldn't be made. Yeah. Now. Yeah. What about this movie couldn't be made now? Um I think that people would rightly push for like actual drag queens to be the stars. Great. I like that. And like people who know that world. Uh I don't know who like the writers were. Maybe they were like very tied into drag culture, but I imagine not. Um yes. and I think people would advocate for that. Uh I think okay, so here's these are the thing. all great reasons why this movie wouldn't be yeah, made today. And I don't great. think it's bad that this movie wouldn't be made today. I think it's just this weird little time capsule of like we were progressive enough to want to see this story about drag queens and like sort of be willing to engage with all right. these complicated racial and gender and sex issues. For but sure. we weren't ready to actually have people from that culture represent themselves. Right. And I'm we're, talking about we like homogenous white straight yes, culture. Yes, 100. And that's who I think 
they were trying to make this movie for mm-hmm. is a gen- when I say oh, general yeah. public is that this is not for people in the drag exactly. community. Exactly, and don't that's think. why I think when Maybe. they then we sat down to make it, they were like, "Well, we can have big stars in drag, mm-hmm. so that's that's gonna get them." Then also, if we put it in this glossy sort of world that's sort of bigger than life, then it's safe for those people to watch. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, but here's what I think is missing from that argument, which is that camp has always been part of drag culture, as I understand it, from like documentaries I've seen and stuff. And this movie is high camp all the way through. Right. So I don't see that as being separate or like an add-on. I see that as being like a big part. I think that... That is a like very interesting and powerful part of drag culture. Not that I'm a part of it, but from what I've read about it, that like the camp goes with the serious issues. So you have the punny names and the like racial jokes and the like stuff you're not supposed to say in the edgy humor, along with the like fabulous, gorgeous, sparkles, sequins, like uh, I'm Marilyn Monroe, you know, that kind of campiness. Right. I think I think, yes, I think you're right. I just think that sometimes I wish while I was watching it that like when they're dealing with people outside of their culture that there was a le- less of that campiness and people mm. like having to de- treat them like humans. <laughs> Instead of just being like shut up you're getting a makeover. Yeah and also <laughs> just like like it, it brought us to that line literally where <laughs> Swayze's is looking at this town which apparently is saved but it's very minimal what they've <laughs> saved. <laughs> It makes just got no their hair sense. Did. Got their hair did. Suddenly, their relationships so are back on track. They're wor- everybody's dancing yeah. in the, in the, that night. Yeah. To an unknown music source. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then she, he, Patrick Swayze's character, what's her, what's her name? Vita Boem. Vita Boem says, "Well, it just takes. Sometimes it just takes a fairy." And you're like, "Damn it!" <laughs> like. Ah! Yes, and I get it. No, and that but, might be part of that campiness where they yes, can be catty and stuff like that. Because they infect their yeah. in a benign way. They infect the rest of the world with their camp, and it makes the rest of the you know they pull into this town at night, and it's drab and dusty and a bummer, and everybody's getting abused. And they change it, and they it, yeah, and they give it this campy, fluffy silliness. Right. I would agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. when they go to the house in Westchester, like, I feel like that scene, so Vita, like, goes to her parents' house, yes. who don't appreciate her lifestyle, and I feel like that scene is this very quiet moment of just sort of like, this is just sad and shitty. Like, her parents yes. won't accept her. And they, we quickly leave that. Yes. That's Where true. I, I think, I this is the thing, is me, it's not me mad at this movie, because I think what it chose to do, it does well. Yeah. And very well. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, I want her to go in there and deal with this. Like, yeah. that's just me. Yeah. Like, I want to see that. That's just me pining for, like, that story to you be want, told. You want Transmerica. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. And I just was like, I want them to learn to, like, I want them to have to face the fact that that's your kid. And, like, come on. Yeah. Like, let's walk down that. Yeah. But I get that's it. That's not, not this the movie. movie. That's definitely not this that movie. That is not. That is a different movie that I would like to see. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's not this one. Because, like, there's things where they, they touch on with the camp that sort of are just brushed under. Like, their fear of violence towards them. It's like, it's, it's like mentioned, but it's dealt with not in a way that I feel is like... This is this is why a movie like with full camp to me can be scary tonight. Mm. Is that a broader audience watches this and they don't I don't think they'll walk out going like those people really have 
like we need to respect those those people. Hmm. The way this movie like uh, and again, it's still delightful. I'm not going to yeah, take no, what no, it no. is, but instead of like a broader audience walking away from to this movie and saying, "Oh, this was sort of opening my eyes to like, oh, those are they have the, like their people too," or like you know they they have like just 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 like me, they just happen to be this that slightly different. This movie might, in a weird way, be like they don't have it that hard. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like even their threats, the only threat that really is like like is the cop. Because mm-hmm. he, like, tries to take advantage of Patrick Swayze, and that's a whole, like, that's a whole other issue of, like, just men with women. That, you know, but, like, even the Hicks is sort of, like, done in such a broad stroke that I wouldn't be, like, learn a lesson from, like, them changing. Yeah. It's just like a, oh, yeah. Oop, you grab them by the balls and they're fixed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm with you, but I, I think again, you that's a different movie. Oh, it's a like, wholly different movie, <laughs> and I, I understand that. But I honestly, I love that there's a movie that is about like being a non gender conforming person, and it's not suffering and sadness and agony. You know what right. I mean? You're right. I, I think appreciate we should that have that those. narrative we exists. We should have those. Yeah. I think what I want then is not is the one where I just get to see somebody in that world live that and not yeah. go change it down magically. I understand. Yeah, and because be in that, New York and live yeah, that life. Yeah, and have yeah. to like prove to us like look, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a, it's kind of a, just a cheap narrative to me. Yeah. That happens all it happens all the time. Totally. Um not just in this movie. Yeah. Um but but I appreciate a film that is not like now we will deal with issues because I think that there's so much heavy handed filmmaking that's just sort of like, look at how miserable this character is, especially this right. character who is like, look how society beats her down because she was assigned male at birth and she just suffers and suffers and suffers. And then at the end of the movie, she dies. It's just like yeah. I've seen so many of those movies. And I think you're right. And I'm going to defend your side because I think you're right, because I think to get people to start thinking and even though we... We tend to go immediately to like, look how hard it is. Mm-hmm. This should prove point. A movie like this can soften people up to it. Yes. Get them going. Oh, that exists and it's fun and it's like and it's it's not and, da- oh, no, it's not dangerous scared. and it's not right. doesn't make them stand away. They're not going to give you AIDS. Like yes. yeah. And then down the road, it's like oh, then you can see other sides and aspects. It yes. can open the door. The movie like this might open the door for people easier. Yes, and I am with you that like totally some of those choices might be the filmmakers being like, how can we make it so drag queens don't seem scary? <laughs> yeah, um, just because they're they're trying to sell to a, a audience that is yeah, but very th- cookie cutter. <laughs> fair, but I think that. More of those choices come from how can we have this movie where drag queens have fun and win? And they do. They <laughs> win through this whole movie. They, we're not spoiling anything by saying they do. No, we're Nothing not spoiling. We're spoiling everything. I never. We're never safe with our listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> watch it first. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go ahead and watch it first. But we're going to spoil everything because then yeah. they fix the town. Oh yeah, they fix them. So every time that they think something is going to be scary, no one gets hurt, no and there's no does. permanent damage ever. Yeah, we like they set up so many times that. Chi-Chi's going to get get her killed. Yeah. She's going to get hurt. She's They're going to go in this motel and people are going to get violent. They're going to go into this bar and people are going to, like, attack them. Yes, yeah. just... they go to the hotel. Oh, they just assume they're part of a women's basketball <laughs> league. 
<laughs> and then I got that bit, but they took that that bit one step too far that made no sense, which what? is silly for the movie, but it, like logically was so they showed up. Great, you're part of that league. Cool, you can stay at this hotel. You're tall, strong, powerful but then women. Everybody in the league also assumed that they were basketball players yeah. and let them play and eat like feet. That was like what? What? They would have known who was you're in the league. You're just three strangers, and like they just up. had empty, two, like three empty spots yeah. on the league that are, it like, worked out. Perfectly. It must be them. Yes, Dave, because that is the world that this movie is set I in. Love three it. women had to stay homesick, and they were like, oh, you must be the three growls from Scranton that we haven't met before. Uh, I just wanted that scene to be in there. Yeah, where they that's ex- fair. I, I, I think that's all I needed was like, so-and-so didn't make it. Well, yeah. girl, they're here. You wanted this two-hour Fantasia to be longer? <laughs> yes. It was two-hour Fantasia to be longer. Yeah. That was a funny moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the... The, but they do, re- I mean, they make a couple references to sort of like, you and I have been through this before, this ends yes. in violence, or like, we know how it goes when people like see us walk into a bar. And I I don't know, I just, I appreciate that obliqueness about it. Like, yeah, I mean, we don't have to go da- like back and forth. I'm just, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, I know. That's this movie that I'm exists. I'm just very invested in this yeah, movie. Yeah, it, it's, glo- it's the glossy version, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it's this came out... I looked it up real fast. Um, this came out the year before Birdcage. Interesting. And I think Birdcage is a movie that loud, like, it got gay culture, uh, like, a little bit of headway hmm. into, like, suburban homes. Sure. Yes, I think like, you're right. I don't think my parents would know much about gay culture or be okay or, like, a little bit open to, like, being tolerant in a way, yeah. If not for like a movie like Birdcage, yeah. That and goes, this is Look how Robin Williams started playing a flamboyant game. Yeah, yet. which is so funny when he showed up in yeah. this. I was like, what? Yeah. And this was a year before Birdcage. Yeah. I wonder if he was like, oh, we're gonna do this. Yeah, this is fun. I like this. Yeah, I th- I think you're totally right. And I mean, I think in some ways, obviously, this movie is about drag queens. That movie's about you know gay dudes, but like it's a different story. But I think that has more moments of sort of like there's real suffering and yeah. we can really acknowledge it. Yes, and I like agree with that. pause in it. Yes, 100%. And this one's more of the fairy tale. Yes, totally. It's, yeah, I get that. Um, what else? What, I want, what else? What, I want, what are some... Um, sorry, I'm just... <laughs> I, oh, I, just like more silly moments? Yeah, there's movies full of silly moments. Oh, nonstop. Uh, nonstop silliness um, regards to them. The, I love. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? I love that the old woman has never talked before in twenty years, and all it takes is five minutes of sitting with Nagzima, and she's like Dorothy Dandridge movie. Yeah, we're gonna just we're gonna bond over old movies, mm-hmm. old movie stars, mm-hmm. and then they kicked it off. Yep. And it was great, and that I can't. I'm not gonna look it up because we don't. I don't want to slow us down. But that woman that played that, she's the same woman from the beginning of Ghostbusters. She gets scared in the library, yeah. and she passed away this past year. That is very sad. Yeah, and as but well also, as Sean Penn is, or Sean Penn's Sean brother, brother, Chris Penn, who's in this, who plays the the villain sheriff. Yeah, he uh, he's passed away as well. A I years gotta ago. I gotta see the stats of how many celebrities die in an average year. Yeah, we should. Versus twenty sixteen. 
It's gotta be. It's gotta be way higher last I year. It feels like it. It feels like it. I mean, after after once Carrie Fisher then Debbie Reynolds happened, that every that was, was like that, that was, was insane. Yeah, that's where you're just like, who cares? Okay. Who cares right. about the stat? Yeah, <laughs> like this is a bonkers. Maybe year. it's a reminder to us that uh, humans are mortal and uh, don't put your heroes on a pedestal because they'll die. All of us die. Mm-hmm. All of us die. Mm-hmm. Even those that aren't on the pedestal. Yeah. Even your villains will die. Well. Me especially. Uh, <laughs> you're, a lot, you're a lot of people's villains? Well, <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so uh, I want to talk about this one disappointment with this movie. Ooh, okay. Dancing. Dancing and music, I think, were highly absent out of this. And this is my thing. And I'm sort of comparing it to another movie, which I thought this was a remake originally of. Priscilla, Queen of the yes, Desert? Yes, I think yes. that's a misconception that it's a remake. Yeah. Um, probably just because it could it could be that Birdcage is is an actual remake of a French movie yeah. that people just assume. But I'm a huge fan, a huge fan of Priscilla Queen of the Desert, and I think that movie you get to see the drag do their drag thing plus live in the world. Yes, and That's that what movie I lo- was made with actual drag queens, right? Nah, no, unless Hugo actors. Weaving is no. Oh, and there's it's a, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving, Guy Pierce, and um, oh, the other British actor from the Limey. He's mm. from Superman. I have it immediately up. Uh, Terrence Stamp. They're okay. all like, oh, like I had no idea. I haven't seen that movie since I was probably fourteen. Like or uh, New Zealand actors and stuff, or Australian. I'm not sure exactly who's where, who's from where. Who's what? But yeah, like there's they. Um, that movie has so much music, and you get not only to see them like exist as these the uh, these characters, these transgender, homosexual, and drag queens. Mm-hmm. You get to see them be drag queens, like really perform. Mm-hmm. This movie teased it, and I hated it. it didn't really deliver. That like, is a that, good point. Like the beginning, we get to see them sort of uh, Vogue, right? But we never got. And to they s- Vogue a lot. They like half-heartedly Vogue. Yeah, all the like time. to me, I felt like I was like. We'll talk about each individual in a moment. Like, we'll break off and talk about each individual, that pl- the three. The three mm-hmm. leads that play drag queens. But that didn't really show us, like, them. Like, I, if you were to tell me that those were the two top, mm-hmm. like, they won, they tied, mm-hmm. off of what we saw, I was like, I don't know why. Yeah. I couldn't tell you why they were the top well, drag Patrick queens. Patrick Swayze, because he's the most beautiful. He's gorgeous. Yeah. But, but yeah, I didn't no, get to see you. them really. And then I never got to see them do a drag performance, like a right. song. I thought. The At the whole, end. I thought forever in that small town, they were going to do a lip sync or something yeah. that drag queens are known for. And it never came up. And I'm. Yes, even as the credits rolled, I was very disappointed that yeah. that did Because Priscilla is full of it. And it's Beautiful. Yeah. It's so great and it's so fun. And I don't do deny do- that Priscilla Queen of the Desert is a better movie. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, that's regardless. <laughs> that's regardless. It's just, that's, I think my head is immediately comparing yes. the two. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that's, they're, they're, they're approached very differently. Yes. And I never, I, yeah, I never thought about it. And frankly, I think it's probably because they knew that those actors, some of whom had probably never really danced before, were not going to be able to pull off like a big number yeah, and like really show that they were the best. John Leguizamo, I feel like he could. I mean, especially after you saw him later on in Moulin Rouge and stuff. That's true. Yeah, he could do it. And I think and that Patrick, Patrick Swayze, Swayze is an incredible dirt, dancer. Dirt He's an incredible dancer. All right. Wesley Snipes is, but then Wesley Snipes can move in this movie. Yeah. Like when he, I was like, 
I would love to have that ass definition. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. No, I think they all move very well. Yeah. As women. So there's just, I think that was just mm. a disappointment for me not to have like a musical number that typically comes along with drag. Good point. Even at the top, just to show me that the, why they're the best. Yeah. The best. Yeah. Um, they You're told right. us they now didn't show Now that I'm us. thinking about it, I do miss that. You're right. Yeah. They showed, they, they told they didn't show. Yeah. That's a bummer. It's a bummer, but... Maybe there's a cut scene out there somewhere. I wish there is. Oh, That would it. be great. So let's take each... I want to break it down into each of the three leads that are playing drag, because we know they don't come from that. Yeah. But I want us to, like, really break it down, like, who do we think is most believable? What's, yes. So let's go reverse. Okay. I'm going to start with the, the the lower tier of who I thought. Okay. John Lizama, Liguizama. John Lamazam. <laughs> like, yeah. John Liguizama. But I think also he's the worst because they made him out to be. Yes. It's, he's written. His makeup is not as good. good. He's young. Yeah. Like they like they berate him the entire You're time. You're a boy in a dress. You don't know how to be a queen. Yeah. Great. So he's still good, but it's just they, they're playing into that. So yes. it's not that bad. And I'm going to be honest. John Leguizamo is not as pretty. No, he's not. If you just look at his, he is an extremely handsome man, but he has like a big jaw yeah. and like have kind of just like more intensely masculine features. Yeah. He just didn't. Yes, I agree. Yeah. He's the less, I'm sorry, you, you of the trio, you're yeah. the less attractive one as Sashay a woman. Sashay away, John Linguizama. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> uh, you, <laughs> he looked better, he would, he did look better when he got rewarded at the very, very yes. end. That little, Didn't he like, look good with the, the foundation that was the right yes, color? Yes, which was hilarious that I complained before the end of the movie, verbally complained about how John Linguizama's makeup was driving me crazy. And I was like, this movie's just doing a bad job. Of mm-hmm. his makeup, and then that was a joke right before the In one of the few, like, genuine emotional scenes where they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe these people in this town are standing up for us. And they're like, <laughs> I resolve to be more open-minded and more loving and believe in people. And then John Leguizamo <laughs> says, I resolve to find a foundation that's a little bit better of a match for my skin tone. <laughs> yeah, you're like, great. Yep. And you answered the question for my brain that could not handle the fact that your makeup was terrible. Yeah. Um, but doesn't that make you realize how hard women have to work just to look presentable? Uh, I think you guys, uh, society, fuck society for I making know. you work that hard. I know. Because half the shitty. time I'm like, you don't need all that. Yeah, but we do to get by. Ugh. That makes me so sad. Well, I've made one man sad tonight, and that's all I needed. You won. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so John Leguizamo. So John Leguizamo, good. He's very, he's like, he, ah, I, I like, he's very animated, so yeah. it's like, you, you buy it. I don't know if I'd necessarily buy him so much that that boy would have fell, fall in love with him, but we're living in a glossy world. Yeah. So I'll, for the joke and for where we need, where we need, uh, Bobby Ray to go on his journey. I'll give it to him. Yeah. But then I would say the next would be have to be Wesley Snipes. Definitely. He's definitely. He's, Those big shoulders. Yeah. He's just ripped to shit. Yeah, he's very ripped. I mean, for the first we watched him getting dressed and I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, how does everybody stay so fit? Uh, working out all the time. It's their job. Yeah. Do you watch, in, Did you, by chance, did you watch Insecure? That show on HBO. I have seen. I have only seen like the first two episodes. It's a great show. It is it's one great. of my favorites of last year. But what drove me bonkers was how fit everybody was. Oh, was everyone just a little too hot? For me, a little too much. It yeah. didn't ruin the show, but I still think the writing is great and the acting's great. But it just like she has a loser sort of boyfriend who's like 
doesn't have a job, trying doesn't have money, but it's like and like working at Best Buy trying to get his. You know, he finally makes this thing. Um, but like when I saw him naked, I was like, "How is he, how are you?" <laughs> How are you so fit? Yeah. You have, you're like, you're You struggling. lie around all day. Yeah, like, yeah. how? Uh, yeah. Like, that's the only thing that sort of, like, will drive me crazy, because, like, in the last two years, I finally got to a point where I was working out, and I do like my body for the first time in my entire you life. get it. Last year, yeah. Good for you. But I still don't look at myself and go, like, have that. Yeah. Like, those, like, movie star bodies, and I'm like... So when I see them in movies, there's a part of me that goes like, fuck you. Yeah. You've said now, now it's great that you have a move. This is such a shitty thing. Like that movie's all about like, um, black lives, right? Insecure is. Yeah. It's yeah. all black characters and stuff. And I think mm-hmm. it's great. But then when I see you're still fit, I'm like, it's no, still you, like unreal. It's still it's Hollywood. Un- there's, that, there's that one part of me that goes, that's not like, yeah, fuck you. That's like, not actually people's <laughs> lives. Those are, yeah. No, no. You can't be the schlub and also have a six pack. Yeah. And be like, ah, and I get so frustrated. Yeah. Because- and I say this without irony. I do think that Hollywood puts very unrealistic body image shit on men. I totally think I that. I 100% agree. And I mean, for every like dad bod and like, yeah, dudes can get away with more personal hygiene stuff, whatever. There's so much of that. There's so much of like, he's the second choice or he's the nerd and then he takes his shirt off and he still just like clearly works out every single oh, day. Oh yeah, like it drives me bonkers yeah. to watch someone like uh, Efron or whatever the hell is what, yeah. playing like the guy that like is having a hard time getting by and like yeah. not getting the girl. Like, he's a virgin bull, and he's like still a handsome man. shit. Yeah. Like that was my big I'm going off on a tangent now, but that was my big thing when they cast Andrew Garfield as as Spider-Man. Because mm. he was, yes. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, he's <laughs> handsome as hell. Yeah. But to cast him as Peter Parker makes no sense. He's supposed to be like a dweeby teen. A dweeby teen that does yeah. not get the girl. And it's like bullshit. Yeah. Andrew Garfield walking through the halls of high school, every girl wants him. Yeah. Every girl. Oh. You are not a loser. Absolutely. And that drove me. That drives me nuts because I'm just like, no, I, I was that guy. I had no definition going through high school. <laughs> just what? give me Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, but there's not even one of those roles for with <laughs> well, Yes, there's, you guys... Women have a, a much know, harder. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Um, they've but they've, no, I'm, they've skewed it way more. Yeah. Whereas like us, it's like like it, it, I'm, I'm bringing up a bunch of other stuff, but like in Fight Club, it's hilarious to me that back in Fight Club, there's a moment where they like lose it, like they're making like a poster and they're like, "This is what they want Minna to be," and I'm like, "That's exactly what." Even your yeah. character, your Tyler Durden, you're shaped like that. Well, yeah, but it's because he's his imagination of right. the perfect man. But even Edward Norton's yeah. not that unfit. But that one scene, though, you know how like guys had that poster of Farrah Fawcett in their like college dorms of like I that super but I know hot what you're woman. But about. you know what I mean? That idea of like there's that one hot woman. Every single girl I know figured out whether she was gay or straight when Brad Pitt took his shirt off in Fight Club. <laughs> Every Great woman, those those V's. Those V's are going to change your life. Yeah. Yeah. I've had those like little brief V's. Yeah. But, yeah. And I'm like, ooh, those are cool. But yeah. then I'm like, yeah. I eat, yeah. I yeah eat, but then I, you love food. And then I eat food and yeah. I go, oh, I'm not going to be a Captain America. I'd love to be a Tell Captain America. It. Yeah. Wouldn't we all? <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Okay. So uh, but yeah, Wesley he's very Snipes. Fit. Wesley yeah. Snipes. And I think he plays it very well. Yeah. Like he comes off like a very true drag queen to me. Yes. I think, yeah. I think that John Leguizamo, maybe because of the character, is more just sort of playing like, I'm a fabulous, like, 
gay dude. Yes. It feels like. And Wesley it's, Snipes is a little bit more just being like, I am a queen. I'm camp. Yes. I'm fabulous. I wear a boa. Like she's she's like. Always she's, a sassy retort. Always a sassy retort. Very confident. Mm-hmm. All times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing that's going to. F- like fluff her up yeah and uh patrick swayze just feels like a woman (laughs) he really does yeah a woman a little i would say this Mm -hmm. i think it's fun and it's a weird choice not weird just an interesting choice that he's character identified with a woman because i like like i think they're all sort of out of time in a sense or they're Hmm. Or different types of women, right? So he, John Leguizamo is sort of like yes! John Leguizamo's his the woman he identified with and became mm-hmm. is sort of like this, like very um, cutesy, cutesy, publy, like mm-hmm. uh, but like sassy, like mm, I'm like a cute little girl, like be my sugar daddy. Yes. Like, yeah. Then you have less um, Wesley Snipes, Nox, Noxima, mm-hmm. even though it sounds like. Like, it's the skincare the brand. Skincare, right? Yeah. Why Eczema? would you choose that as your name? Because it's funny. Yeah, it's funny, but it, like <laughs> all the other drag queens, I feel like would make fun of you. <laughs> no, they would love it. Her name was Rachel Tension. Come on. <laughs> but you still could call her Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but hers was more like very, like it felt like maybe that was what your mom was like. Hmm. Like that kind of like I, a I take a queen. I take yeah. no bit. I don't. Do you know? I don't take any shit. Whatever. I'm very strong. Interesting. Like he's a strong black woman. Hmm. Then Patrick Swayze, completely a woman out of time. Yeah, he's like a '50s like Leave It to Beaver. Like, yeah, he's completely that choice, and I think he kills it. Yeah, as that. Well, and I think it's it's interesting that you say like maybe Wesley Snipes is like his mother because I feel like Vita Boehm is clearly modeled after this character's mother because the mother is this waspy Westchester. You know, she shows she shows up to the door in like pearls and a pants suit, sort of like sweeping around her mansion, and it's like yeah, it's totally this idealized idea of like 50s femininity like white like rich waspy femininity yes. and it's interesting it's very interesting that you would choose that yeah and it maybe it is that thing to be like close to your mom or something or that's maybe? what you took from or maybe your grandma I don't know but he plays it so goddamn well yeah like he played it so, he kept reminding me did you ever see some like it hot yeah I think that movie's brilliant yeah I think that movie it's so brilliant. Like it's well written and it's fun. And, and yeah. I think they if, even for a movie that's like about two men in drag, they mm-hmm. like really don't make fun of the drag ever. Hmm. It's just part of their con, and then one of them falls in love with a man. <laughs> like yeah. I think that's what's brilliant about all of uh, Billy Wilder's movies is he goes, "I'm gonna play with everything that no one's talking about mm-hmm. so early." Yeah, and get it under the rug so early, and there isn't so much of the like. That's true. In that movie, there's not a lot, as I remember, there's not a lot of, like, gay panic of, like, I was with a man, now I'm going to just, like, freak out and destroy shit. I don't no, know. No, there really isn't. And it, it, John, Jack Lemon's character, flat out, at the end of that movie, yeah. he he's wooed by the man. Yeah. And he's like, he's like he loves me. And then at the end, <laughs> the last scene I shot... <laughs> It's so brilliant in some way and weirdly progressive. Maybe it's a joke, but it's progressive in a weird way, I would think. Hmm. You can judge it and tell me if I'm right. I don't remember what the last shot is. They're in the boat and he's with the old guy that like now loves Jack Mm Lemmon and he's trying to tell him that he's a man. Mm -hmm. And finally he takes his wig off because he's just trying being not, he's not being like, he's being coy about it. Mm -hmm. And he finally pulls his wig off and go and is like, 
I'm a man. And all he says is like, nobody's perfect. <laughs> that's it. That's the end of the movie. That is pretty good. I mean, that's Stockard Channing being like, you have an Adam's apple. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Like, You're a woman with we're an We're together. Apple. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I love that. God, that is funny. It's such, I think that that's movie wild. holds up. But, but I think their performances as women in that are so good. Hmm. In my mind, I haven't seen it in too long. I don't I, remember. It sticks out in my mind because it's just one of my favorite comedies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Patrick Swayze, he kept reminding me a little bit of Tony Curtis playing drag, mm. but I think he's just so good at it. Mm. I was so blown away. I mean, all of them physically, I think, move, especially. Yes. Wesley's, I mean, just Wesley's like the ping pong not... hips on Wesley's side yeah. were wild. But I feel like the other two are, in a weird way, it felt like the other two were playing drag queens and uh, Swayze was playing a woman. Woman, yes. A hundred percent. Like, you're right. I think he's drag and then. And yeah, there was the drag and the campiness and but the, she, the he's takes like, a fairy. This is me. Like, this is fully me. Yeah. Like, I am a, like. A woman. Yeah, like I feel this is how I feel. Like this is when I feel right in this. Yes, yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah. It'd be interesting to go like back and try to find interviews with these guys talking about Ooh. this. Because like we're, we're like we're talking around it like having to like um, like hypothetically like talk about like well, what are their choices? I'd like to like even if there's like a DVD out there that has interviews or something. I wonder if there's like I'd extras. like to see how they approach it. If they were all super into it, or was it hard for one of them? Like, yeah. I mean, they took the role. I know, <laughs> I know. But know. you're getting money, too. But, yeah. like, I mean, they had to know. I mean, I don't think anything is a surprise, but I'm just... And how they approached it. Yeah. Did they go and hang out with drag culture? I would... Oh God, I mean, I hope, you'd hope they I mean, would. I don't think they would be that good if they hadn't... They had to, right? Just the voguing alone, like, I, it feels like somebody associated with its production knew about, like, uh, like ballroom culture and drag culture at least somewhat they had to i mean then they had and they, they had to be involved in somewhat a capacity because they're in there's a bunch of other drag queens in it right whether they're not featured they're more just like featured extras and yeah um they're there so i would hope i would hope they got it because they did yeah, they, patrick swayze wow yeah I don't Nails know. It. I was very impressed. Yeah, and he, he he looks the most like where I would be if not for certain things. Be like, oh, you're you're. I keep buy that. I people buy that. Th- people yeah. believe that you're a woman. People in this small town are like, oh, look at this, like slightly strong jawed woman. Yeah, yeah, and I think he has just like features that are more feminine. Definitely, and that could just and be that he's that more before. kind of like he had like he comes from an era of like. Because now I feel like most of our muscle men are like huge in a sense now. Mm. Like there's bulk now. Like yeah, if like, you are a muscle it, guy, you're like you're supposed to be featured. Like it's a, the the strength in a movie now. You're yeah. kind of like a rock, right? Mm. You're bigger, right? Even the yeah, last I mean Captain G- America, he's Captain, like he's like huge. huge, right? Yeah. And then though, it's like Patrick Swayze was like the heartthrob, like masculinity but if you look at his body it wasn't huge hmm. it was more top yeah right? i mean he looks like brad pitt and fight it's that sort of yes. lean cut so you can like, get away with that lean cut yeah more closer to a woman right or or trick that great trick question the eye. I don't yeah know. maybe i mean i don't if know, you just how, know they... how to move your hips I don't yeah know. <laughs> because they all have such like little wasp waists in it too they have like tiny waists like wesley mm-hmm. snipes is the only one with like big broad shoulders really it seems like Maybe it's the dresses and how they're yeah. cut. 
Could be. Yeah. Uh, you have a good, if you're a drag queen, I assume you have to have a good tailor. Yeah. Oh, my God. John Leguizamo's legs can we talk about? Please. There's a couple of scenes where he's wearing short, short, like, skirts. Yes. And I was just like, like, yeah. He's got he, gams. Yeah, he has some damn good legs. Yeah. Gorgeous. Like that scene where he gets out of the car and almost walks away. Yes. And then she's and she stops to pose. Yeah. It's like, oh, you get to see them all. Yeah. And you're like, yep, from the back, you believe it. Yep, I buy 100%. it. 100%. The, from the front. Mm, not so much. We're going to make makeup. makeup issue. Yeah, it's a makeup issue. <laughs> it was just so pale. He looked yeah. like pale. And it was, I was like, so funny. And I love that they resolved it with that punchline. That, that punchline was perfect. Yeah. Um, I still, I, I think it's a fun movie. Yeah. It wasn't a waste of time. Uh, the, I thought it was funny. What's her name? Doctor Stock, Stocker Channing. Doctor Channing. Doctor Channing. Doctor <laughs> I'm just gonna call her Doctor Channing. Fine. When I meet her, I'll be, I hope I meet her one day and I get to shake her hand and say Doctor Channing. <laughs> She'll probably be sad because I'm sure her whole life people mistaked her name. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, the good doctor. Her, her character. Oh. It's one of those elements of like, this is so cartoonish because you're trying to, this is where they're trying to deal with the real issue of like a wife stuck in this town with an abusive husband. But the husband is so cartoonishly bad that it's like, that's where you're like, huh? Like, I get it. You're like, I'm supposed to be angry, but I was just like, you're absurd. Yeah. Someone just needs to walk in and be like, stop. Yeah. Stop being a child, dude. Like, like the whole spice part. And it was just like weird writing. Like, it's safe writing. It's mm-hmm. like, we got to show an abusive husband, but this movie's got to stay in this glossy world. Mm-hmm. So it sort of comes up. That's where they kind of hit each other, like, where they don't mesh well, those two worlds. Mm-hmm. The gloss and like trying to deal with like an actual issue. Mm-hmm. It's when I go, what? Now it's just weird and cartoonish. Because when he comes in, he's just like, there's. There's spice in this? And one, we don't even know what it is. Right. <laughs> we well, she murmurs paprika at one yeah. point. Well, the, the spice, we're like, I'm, we can assume it's probably like sauce yeah. of some sort. But like, one, he's mad about spice. Then yeah. he comes back later and says, there's too much, still too much spice. And then that's yeah. what sets him off and he throws it. Yeah. And like, I get it. Probably somewhere out in the world, there's somebody that has an abusive husband that goes off and minimal things because they're I a think monster that is what most abusive yeah that probably is i think you're probably 100 percent. that 100 right yeah but portrayed this way is just like i was like i should be i should feel like she's under she's threatened but right now i'm just this guy's a joke yeah like, you're mm-hmm. a joke I, of an abusive man <laughs> i do get upset that's interesting that that didn't I don't know. I think I, it, maybe I, because I'm so close to this movie or okay. uh, I don't know, other history. I I do get upset by those parts. They do get to me. That's fine. They're they meant work to for me they're a meant to more. like tell you like this guy's bad. Yeah. I just guess I'm just like you're uh, what you're I agree you're silly. that it is clearly over the top in broad yes. strokes. Um, but it feels like in this movie one, there's so many goddamn subplots that they didn't have time to address it in sure. any more nuance. Yes. Um but in a weird way, it does feel like if this had been a more really like if like real pathos, it would have been too much. It would have tipped the scales. Oh, it would. It wouldn't have fit it. Yeah. There's. I mean, I'm complaining about a thing that's meant, has to be that there. meant yeah. to be there, and it's yeah. meant to have to be that way to, to make this movie function. Yes, but it is. <laughs> God bless you. Bless. Thank you. It is very over the top. Yeah. He is just from zero to sixty, just like yeah. Spices, like, spice, and it's just because I think it's the choice of that too. Yeah. I'm like, 
what? Yeah. Like, or like when she's looking out at the other women getting the makeover and dancing a little bit and he comes in and is like, oh, you think you're something big? Now it's like dancing around, like mocking her. It's like, oh, she can't feel happy for one yeah. second. You're like, you're life. a monster. But there's yeah. probably men out there that are that monster and I don't like them one I bit. I don't know. They're they're bad and they also deserve to get hit. They get, and Did I you it. hear that line where he was like, some women just need to get hit and Vita says some, yes, and yeah. conversely, some men need to get hit back. Back and that's when she slaps him and then, yeah. then punches him. It's yeah. the best. Yeah. I loved that moment. Yeah. Because even as silly as that was, I wanted that husband to get his, his, his you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I wanted, he had to get his. Yeah. If he didn't get his, I would have been angry. Yeah. Uh, he runs away so quickly too. Yeah, the whole what a coward of of a like he gets beat up and then just like well, I'm out. Yeah, and the funny thing is like the, I'll give you that the pacing of this movie is so weird because the resolution takes forty five seconds. Very it's a true. long movie, and then the evil sheriff finds them and comes to town and is like, "I'm gonna get him," and then the townspeople are like, "No, you're not," and he's like, "Okay, bye." Yeah, I mean. You could probably cut this movie down and just have it be in that town. And that's the central part of the movie. Yeah. And it takes us quite a while to get there. Yes. With little side things of like the sheriff and like. The basketball league. Yeah, the basketball league. We think we're going to go to his hometown. Yeah. No, we're not. Nope. There's a bunch of like side things like we might go there. Nope. Yep. Now we finally have rested on what we're going to do for the rest of this movie. Yeah. (laughs) We're not making it to Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. For the last two seconds, we're going to get to Hollywood because we have to see Julie Newmar. (laughs) Yeah, we have to see Julie Newmar. And freeze frame on her, which is hilarious (laughs) that that's the last shot of them. Because don't freeze on the stars of the movie. No. Don't freeze on the people that we invested our time with yeah. on Julie Newmar. Someone who, who everyone I, who sees this movie is like, who, who is that? Yeah, they're where like, oh, it's Catwoman. Yeah. But, and I'm, I don't want to trash on Julie Newmar, but like, she wasn't looking at her. I felt like they could have made her look a little better. Her that makeup fr- was a little drag queeny. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? And then I think the freeze frame didn't really serve her. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I think you're doing a cruel joke on Julie Newmar. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> no, no, she's still perfect and wonderful, and it's symbolic. She's a symbol. I get it. I, you're right. You're totally right. <laughs> but yeah, the pacing is so bizarre, and the fact that all of the action takes place in one day—that yes. like people fall in love, out of love, become fast friends for the rest of their lives—and the only thing I think the reason that happens is because some point, some no one wanted to change the fact that. The Hollywood thing was taking place like so f- in such a, a short amount of time. Right. You could have easily made this story work and made it believable that they stay there for two weeks. Right. I wouldn't like, believe. He's just not going to be able to get the part for that long and it's yeah. too expensive to or, take the bus. Or-, or yeah, that or they get stuck there and like we don't we're not rushed and I see a reason to stay. Yeah. Cause right, I like, bought. oh, the car is fixed, but we have two weeks until we need to yeah, be in Hollywood. And, and they make friendships with um, Stockard Channing. Yeah. That would have made you sense. You nailed it. Good job. <laughs> really? That would have made sense to me that they would have just naturally stayed. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Versus, like, we're going to cram this all into a day and make it feel weird for the viewer. Yeah. Because, like, maybe while you're first seeing it, especially if you're young, yeah. you'd, it's, you'd let it slide. Because it's so magical. Yeah, and, yeah. But when you grow up and you're more like your developed brain and you've seen tons of movies, you go, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, how is this all happening? And yeah. why is it happening so condensed and fast? Totally. Because even You're like, right. That would have made the emotional resolution more satisfying. I think so. I think so. Because, yeah. again, there's things that work well in here I just think they're just that pacing is probably what really I'd probably even buy I'd probably buy into the magic more if the pacing was just a little better yeah 
You know what I mean? And the, and the story sort of unfolded yeah. a little better. I think that's true. I think we could have taken out one of the side adventures yeah. or the Robin Williams part. Robin Williams, so odd. It was like, no, for no real reason he was in it. It was, it was only to establish how they're going to get this other ticket for, yeah. for Chi-Chi. How they're going to get a car. Right. They could have just been like, you know what? Let's sell these tickets and get a car. And that would have been Boom. 15 seconds. Yeah. Boom. But. Yeah. I wish they had had more time for drag numbers and for emotional relationships yes. to really develop. Yeah, I think that would be great. Yeah. Um, but we did get that great moment. I have to say there was one good drag moment that has no music into it. But when they're buying the car and he's like, you should really take the Corolla. And they show the Corolla and they're like, and they say, what did they say? Fashion? Well, or- ladies, it's that classic conundrum. Style. Oh. Or substance, and it's Loved like a it. Toyota Corolla. Yeah, man, that that way they shot that, and I think that's on the cover almost, or like I've seen that frame. Yeah, of them in the advertised. car. It's great. Yeah, it's very iconic, like uh, image yeah. from this movie. Yeah, and that was very drag. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I definitely need to try check out RuPaul's show. So many people love it, and I've never watched it. And it's a reality show, right? Yeah. I've gotten into reality sh- two two reality shows maybe Which three ones? now. No two Survivor. I Survivor's wonderful. Fair. Love it. Didn't even though I didn't watch the last season, but I have well, there's reasons More, there's no complication reasons for that. But then recently I was watching Project Runway mm-hmm. Junior. What's his name? The host of that? Uh, oh, Tim Gunn. Tim Gunn. Incredible! I literally out loud while saying it said, "I just want to hang out with him." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Can I just hang out, with Tim Gunn?" I had a college <laughs> professor who was exactly like Tim Gunn, except like fiercely intellectual, like like crystalline brilliance. And I was just like, I would go to his office hours even after I was in his class because I was just like, I just want to be around you. Yeah, you're a magic man. He was so great. I yeah. was just like, oh, yeah. Um, have you? Do you yeah. like? Dancing, like watching. W- yeah, I think dancing is great. So you I think actually, you can dance is incredible. Yeah, maybe I should, but I don't know. Maybe it's a little late for me. I just like dancing maybe. in general. Okay. I don't know if I'd like that show. I don't know. Maybe okay. I will. You're, yeah, I can maybe not. I feel like I, there's certain elements of dancing when they add like certain to it, like like lip sync that whenever that. that I think oh, I never want to see the like Dancing with the Stars one. Yeah, oh, that is okay. no interest for me. Yeah, like because like. I think ballet is. I've never. I haven't seen it. Probably been to a live show since I lived in Utah years ago. Mm. But that, like, the first time I ever went and saw live ballet at Ballet West in Utah, I was like, "Whoa!" Blows your mind, right? Yes, the fact that people's bodies are like built in a certain way, and then they do those things, and you're just like, "I'm like, wow!" And it makes you feel a feeling yes. just from them moving their bodies yes, in particular it's ways. Amazing, so incredible. Amazing. Yeah, I, I've, I'll give a big plus. That's the only like reality TV show that I consistently like enjoy watching uh-huh. on my own is So You Think You Can Dance. Okay. And it's like really about the dancing. It's not about the sob stories. They'll be like, she's from this town and here's a picture of her family and they really want her to win. Okay, here she is dancing. Great. I'll check it out. Yeah. I have your recommendation. Mm-hmm. So I have one more last question before we wrap up. Yeah. Um... I was going to try to make a bit of like a serious question because you looked like I was going. You, I was ready. You made the look as if I was going to like ask a confession. Like, <laughs> Oh, you want to hear about my family movie secrets? confessional. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's the, favorite segment. Yeah. Darkest secrets. Yeah, darkest secrets. It's a weird segment to have on this podcast, yeah. but we have it. Uh, no, this movie's about I will watch anything once. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I want to know, 
Are there movies, Caitlin, that you typically tend to go out of your way to, like, you avoid? That you're like, no, no, not for me. Mm -hmm. La La Land. (laughs) We definitely, I was like, we already touched on one. (laughs) Does that fall into a category of movie then? Or uh, that you typically do stay away from in general? Mm. Or... Um, oh, I, or just other movies? Is there anything else? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, this is going to make me very unpopular. I cannot watch horror movies. Does it? I, you're talking to a guy that does not like horror movies? Okay. It's rare. I mean, I will watch them occasionally. Yeah. I did a whole month this month for this podcast that I watched one a day, even though that I found it was more horrific to find time to watch a movie a day. But um, <laughs> very good, very very good joke. I give that a ten. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just I get absolutely no enjoyment or pleasure from them at all. I don't understand what people see in them that makes them like it. And I was just talking to someone about this. I also don't like true crime shit because I think oh, I, I just, wanted to talk to you because you, oh, yeah. you, you you mentioned this. Um, for the uh, listeners, I coach your um, uh, mess hall team at UCB. Oh, yeah, yeah. You mentioned this in your rant. Oh, and I, tip, yeah. You laughed early, but I wanted to talk to you about how I can't do that. Yeah. I don't like true crime either. It doesn't grab my attention. I'm like, I really, I don't care. Yeah. I, I, it's just something I'm like, it's in the world. It's everywhere. Why are we now like so obsessed with it? And it's like, it's, it's almost like makes me feel like, so we're just going to have a bunch of people... Become killers because they want to be on true crime Because they think it's cool or something. I don't know. I think that's fascinating because it is a part of us that I think we're all capable of. I get that, but I'm just not... I just I'm not fascinated enough to to digest how much is coming out, too. Yes, there's way too much. And for me, I just get fucking sad. Like, I can't not identify with the victim, and I don't... I don't understand what I'm missing that makes it. And I've heard people talk about like, I am scared of serial killers and this is a way of just sort of like inoculating myself against it or like studying it. Like the thing that like not turning away from the thing that horrifies me. But, but for me, it's not interesting or like thrilling. It's just fucking sad. And same with horror movies. When someone's like running through the forest and being chased, I'm like, this is scary and bad. And I don't want to feel this feeling. Only ones I like are like if there's like a thriller aspect. There's, there, I mean, I, I I typically avoid them, but yeah. Or if they're like a commentary on something. Yeah, but Cabin just, in the Woods. I watched and like the Woods is great. I think the Green Green Room this last year was more of a thriller. Oh. It had a, it had thriller aspects with horror elements, but I think it was a brilliant. It's my and it was Patrick my, Stewart, right? Patrick Stewart, Anton mm. Yelchin. Ooh, unfortunately, he Aww, passed. Yeah, um, but it was my favorite movie of the year, and I would never thought that that kind of movie would have been on the top of my list <laughs> but it's brilliant I think it's perfect <laughs> but and there's certain horror movies that feel like short stories that I'm like oh you're saying you're just like it's a weird it's almost like a fantasy a, world yeah or it's a metaphor like I was surprised I liked Hellraiser when I finally watched it interesting because it felt like a it felt like a horror short story Huh. And it was like, oh, this is weird. It's a different world, but I didn't like. It didn't make me like go to bed like, oh, that exists. Yeah, where like, like I'm true scared. crime would be like, someone's gonna. I've laid in my bed. You can see how close my bed is to my door. Yeah, because we're in my apartment. But I've laid in bed going, what's gonna happen when someone kicks in that door and I'm just laying in bed? Yeah, you're too close. You're not gonna have time to react. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's dead. too late by I'm then. Uh, oh, but yeah, I get that. Yeah, I think that it doesn't. Yeah, and I was like wanting because I tried to. I was like, I want to find a new podcast that can educate me. And when I did, like, what's hot? It's all true crime. And yeah, I'm like, Sworn uh, Scale uh, and My Favorite Murder, which are yeah. both brilliant. They're but, probably fine. Yeah. I just not what I want to listen to. Yeah, I Great. feel you, dude. Will you watch this movie again? No. Okay. Not out of like that. It just it won't be the one I return to. Fair. That's a that's a valid question. Yeah. 
uh, like that's a great question. I no, I won't go out of my way to watch it again. Okay, but it wasn't a waste of my time. I'll take and, it. And I've told people they've wasted my time. <laughs> Which ones? <laughs> oh, I've probably repeated this before, but it's my favorite thing. It's uh, it's on the podcast, I think, in the recording. Uh, when I watched Necessary Roughness comedy, that's sort of like a major league comedy, but uh. for football with Johnny Shortsmine, I told him at the end. That if I hadn't watched it with him, it would have been a waste of my time. <laughs> Fair. But you got to spend time with your friends. That's, let's be honest, that's why I do this. <laughs> uh, thank you, Kaylin, for coming on. Yes, it was a pleasure. Thank you for giving this movie a chance. Of course. It was it was a fun watch. Um, and thanks for bringing the kettle corn. <laughs> you bet. If you want more from Caitlin Hempstead, you can follow her on Twitter at Caitlin, your friend. That is spelled the your as you are. So K-A-T-E-L-Y-N-U-R-F-R-I-E-N-D. Caitlin, your friend. Also, she has a wonderful podcast called Lizard People, a podcast about conspiracies. This is a great podcast. I definitely highly suggest you check it out. Each episode is about a guest coming on and trying to convince Caitlin of a conspiracy theory's um, validity. It's very fun. I was um, lucky to be a guest on it, and I tried to convince Caitlin in my... uh, in my best way that it's a possibility that the ancient astronaut theory could be true but it's a great podcast she's a wonderful host and a delightful person so definitely check out her podcast lizard people a podcast about conspiracies also a quick reminder if you go on to devastatorpress.com and use the promo code in your purchase of once that promo code again is once you can get 10% off any purchase on devastatorpress.com they have a great selection of delightful books that will make you laugh so definitely go there and get a discount on that first purchase using the promo code once and also we have a live episode coming up on January 31st 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on VR. That's right, in virtual reality. That's going to be with Mary Holland and Will Hines. Definitely um, get on to virtual reality if you have access to that And because it's going to be a delightful time watching the movie and discussing The Lawnmower Man. Thank you again for listening. Please um, Go on to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe. That will bring more listeners to the podcast, as well as you can stay updated with the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat with the handle IWWAO. Also, there's a Facebook page. Please follow us there, as well as there's a Tumblr at IWillWatchAnythingOnce.tumblr.com. And if you have any films that you think I should watch and discuss on the podcast, please feel free to send a message to me through any of those social media avenues or email at I will watch anything once at gmail.com and remember if you haven't seen it once you can't complain great question I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with some fancy jam fancy jam what's yeah. fancy jam uh, for Christmas my family got a bunch of jams as gifts and then they were like we're not gonna eat these fucking jams So now I have like six different kinds of jam. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.